Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I believe it's our first visit in the uh, Carriker and Smallman show officially with our blues insider from The Athletic, the one and only, the uh, very well quaffed and kempt Jeremy Rutherford is with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. JR, how you doing? How are you guys doing? Hey, congratulations on the show. Good to be with you. So back in the day when uh, JR and I covered the Rams, his nickname was Shaggy. <laughs> and it's my understanding that right now you literally are living up to that name. I'm back to the old days here, uh, finishing up a, a trip at the Ozarks. I'm looking over the water now. This is uh, day four or five, and I just took my first shower uh, since uh, Sunday, so uh, a little smelly up until a half hour ago, and uh, I have not shaved, so a little shaggy. That's great. Hey, I want you, you got that nickname from the former Rams PR director, Rick Smith, who's one of my all-time <laughs> favorites. He's spectacular. What is, if you have one off the top of your head, your favorite Rick Smith story? Yeah, there's a bunch. There's a bunch, and you got to remember, I was probably what 20, early twenties at the time, and so I was just lucky to be in the, the Rams press box. I was watching you and Jim Thomas and everybody do their work. It was such a great time, but because I was the absolute lowest guy on the totem pole, uh, Rick Smith would routinely just come up to me and and hey, what are you doing? What are you working on? Hey, you know you're lucky to be in here, right? <laughs> so <laughs> he would just always feed it to me, but. You know, uh, if you go out there a lot and you did your work and, and work hard and, and didn't kind of loaf, uh, he respected you. So uh, Rick Smith's a great guy, and still follow him on Facebook. He's he's a legend. So after the uh, after the word came out during the 2000s that the information that the intel that the U.S. government had gotten about attacking Iraq was incorrect, Rick came out into the media room one day and said, you know, and he, he taught this is the way he talks, you know. <laughs> If uh, if I were the, the president's press secretary, I'd just come out to the podium and say, hey, look, Bushy blanked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he said it. He was great. <laughs> um. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, well, Jr. to change directions, uh, oh, yeah. today is May 7th, which is a day that will always be one of the great days in St. Louis sports history. It was May 7th, Game 7, Blues stars, and number 7, the hometown kid, Pat Maroon, getting that goal in to put the Blues ahead 2-1 to send them to the next round in double overtime, the Stanley Cup playoffs. And one of my quarantine activities was to clean out different bags that I had, different purses, different backpacks. And in one of the backpacks that I had cleaned out and this was literally last week I pulled out an article that I had printed out and it was the article that you had written for The Athletic after that game and I sat down and I read it and it made me cry to relive that moment all over again through your words and you did such an amazing job detailing what happened in the lead up to that game with Pat Maroon's mother getting the text from one of his old teachers about maybe he would be the the lucky one that night and about how she had the prayer card to his son reacting 
in that moment and then in the aftermath and the locker room with John Hamm, that story was, it was a movie. It was one of those things that we will never, ever, ever forget. So if you could, Randy and I were kind of sharing some stories earlier. Randy and I remember sitting in the press box going nuts and thinking they have over 50 shots on goal. How are the Blues not scoring when they have over 50 shots on goal? But for somebody that had such a front row seat to the magic of that night, can you just take us back to that day? Yeah, it was just absolutely amazing. First of all, I'll start with uh, early in the day. You know, you have the morning skate at, at 1030, and I remember they were putting the uh, the towels out on the seats, and, of course, they all had the number seven. And some of us were saying, wouldn't it be wild if Pat Maroon uh, did something tonight? Obviously, we weren't uh, predicting anything like that. So you go on about the rest of your day, and uh, you get to the rink, and what a game, what an atmosphere, what a finish. Now you go down to the locker room, and, and there's his 10-year-old son, Anthony, high-fiving John Hamm here. So, you know, his mom and dad are hugging and kissing. His mom's pulling out a prayer card and saying, hey, you know, I held this uh, right before Pat scored. And I'm thinking, holy smokes, how am I going to put this into words? I, I can't imagine. So I stayed downstairs outside the locker room way longer than I ever have for any other game. I was probably down there till 1130 and uh, just uh, lingering, trying to get as much stuff as I could. I go back to the press box and I start writing my story and I say, this is going to take forever. There's no way. I'm going to be able to finish this in the press box. So I go home, and let's say it's about 1 o'clock. I open up my computer, and we don't have a, a deadline. So I just start writing and putting in videos and putting in pictures. Before I know it, my kids are coming downstairs. I look at the clock. It's 6.30. They're getting ready for school. And uh, I say, oh, my gosh, I've got to finish this story. So I think I did about 7 o'clock, and it got posted. And a quick anecdote, this is probably two or three months ago. I'm flipping through my phone just, uh, you know, uh, looking at pictures. And I've got a series of about 15 pictures from that night. And you know how it is. You change phones eventually and you probably lose them. Well, I didn't want to lose these for Pat. So I text him and I said, hey, would you be interested in a bunch of pictures I had for the, from that night? And he said, for sure. So I just loaded them up and, and sent them to him. And, and he said thanks about 15 times. It was just, uh, you know, those are pictures that uh, you know, hopefully he'll – be able to hang on to and they meant something to me but uh, for him to be able to look back in the years to come that'll be great that's so cool and everyone if if you need something to lift your spirits today go find jr's piece at the athletic it was just such a wonderful retelling of how special that night was and you know jr it's hard to believe that that was a year ago because of the state of the world right now everything feels like it was 10 years ago but so many magical moments happened during that blues run you had boom boom gunnerson you you had the hand pass game you have the pat maroon game but when you think about every detail that went into that game whether it was game seven the, the number seven you know april may 7th the the towels the fact that ben bishop the other hometown kid had a, an unbelievable game and there was just so many things that happened in that game so as far as storylines go is that one that you would put at the top of the list when it comes to the blue stanley cup run Absolutely everything, definitely. You mentioned two or three that you know I hadn't forgotten about, but uh, when you think about that day, you're going to bring up all those uh, Ben Bishop, the St. Louis native. You know, you're a Blues fan. You certainly want the Blues to win, but I know uh, some people felt bad for, for Ben Bishop. And, and then uh, just uh, hockey in general in St. Louis, everybody uh, who's been following the team for decades knows that it typically ends in some sort of, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. The season's over. And for it to be the complete opposite and for Robert Thomas and Pat Maroon to come off that faceoff and score that goal and, and just the place to go nuts and say, you know, hey, they are going on to the third round. This team has a chance to win the Stanley Cup. You know, I've said this so many times, I'm probably uh, tiring people of it, but if you're going to wait 52 years to win a Stanley Cup, what better way to win it than with all those things that you mentioned and many more that went into that uh, run? 
JR, great memories. Always good to talk to you. Thanks for, for the, the fun, and thanks for taking some time, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.